This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. If you've been with us throughout the course of this week, we you know that we've been speaking about love, not the world. We've quoted quite a bit from a book by Watchman Nee, entitled Love Not the World, and I really encourage you to order it. It's an excellent book which talks about the world and what it really is from God's standpoint. The word for world in the scriptures is cosmos, which represents a system that has an order, that has a structure, an arrangement, and the word declares that the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. The world is anti-God, diametrically opposed to the gospel, anti-Semitic. There's a spirit behind the things that seem neutral, but the world is hostile toward God, and the world is governed behind the scenes by Satan. And yesterday we turned to the heart of the matter, and we find that in the gospel, the epistle of First John, beginning at verse uh, chapter two, verse fifteen. Do not love the world, nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away, and also its lusts. But the one who does the will of God abides forever. And yesterday we spoke about Verse 15, which is a clear commandment of God. And the word of God says, if you love him, obey his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. We need to not be enticed by the enemy and the world. Because the word clearly says, if we love the world, the love of God is not in us. So let's proceed in where we were yesterday. We spoke about why we should not love the world. Many, many scriptures tell us in number one, John fourteen seventeen, because the world cannot receive the spirit of truth. John four four I'm sorry, four ten. Friendship with the world is hostility with God, and a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. It's so clear. We don't look at the world that way, but this is the way God sees the world. It says in Second Peter one four, corruption is in the world. James three fifteen, the wisdom of the world is earthly, sensual, and devilish. Now, when we enjoy ourselves in the world, we're really falling prey to Satan, and we need to be careful. 
And in verse 16, as we just read, what is in the world's from God's standpoint? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and a pride of life. And I want to turn to uh, Galatians chapter 5, begin at verse, verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. These are powerful, Juni. These are characteristics of the world and the world's mentality. So we need to be careful because it's very alluring. And you know, Shelley, with all the forceful evils that you mentioned, there's one thing that you wouldn't connect with that, selfish ambitions. And to see that when we come to God and give him our heart, our life isn't our own. Our life wasn't our own before we came to God. We were ruled by the devil. He was our master because our whole being is fallen. But when we come to the Lord, our life belongs to him, and we then seek him that his life, through the spirit of truth which is in us, yes, Lord, might change us and transform us to discover the purpose of why he has us alive in this generation. And the world doesn't look as alluring today as it did 10 or 15 years ago, especially in America, Shelley. And I believe God is allowing the evil behind the world to come to light that we would turn to him and be overcomers. Very, very true, Junie. The Lord, though we, for the most part, look at the world as neutral, but it is not neutral. It's a powerful tool of the enemy to entice us into the world and its mentality. So let's look at these things. The lust of the flesh. Junie, let me, I read from Galatians 5, 19 to 21. We have to look back way at the beginning in Genesis chapter 3 when Eve fell. And what did she say when she looked at the tree? She says, it's good for food. There we see the lust of the flesh. It says that Eve saw that the tree was good. There we see the lust of the eyes. And then she said, it was desirable to make her wise. That is the pride of life. And you know what? Things haven't changed since that. These three things are the temptations which draw us away from God and into the kingdom. And what should we say about King David? When other kings were out in battle... He was on his rooftop and he looked and saw Bathsheba bathing and she was beautiful. That's the lust of the eyes. And we're all subject to the lust of the eyes. And here, David, when it speaks of David, it says, he was a man after the heart of God and he fell to temptation. So who are we to say, oh, we can overcome it? 
And you know, we, we spoke yesterday, there's only one way to overcome the world. And Jesus said, I am not of the world and you are not of the world. And he says, what overcomes the world? Our faith. We must be men who and, and women who don't live by sight, but live by faith. And that's the key. It also says about uh, seeing. The word says in Matthew five twenty seven twenty eight, Do not commit adultery, but I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Junie, we can't escape scriptures. We can't pick and choose what we'd like to live by. We need to live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And what did Jesus say? Without me, you can do nothing. I want to read from 1 Corinthians, let me see, chapter 1, beginning at verse 26. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty, and the base things of the world, and the things which are despised, God has chosen, and the things which are not, to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God. Again, we're living between two wisdoms. One is the wisdom of the world, and the other is the wisdom of God. Let me start again with verse 30. But of him you are in Christ, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption, that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. You know, Junie, it's almost, what are we going to glory? Are we going to try to bring glory to ourselves, or glory in the world and its, and its appetites? Or the Word of God says, we have been born to glorify God. We need to find glory in Him and not in the world or ourselves. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. I want to look at 1 Corinthians 3, which is really along these lines, beginning at verse 18. Uh, Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you seems to be wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He catches the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. Therefore let no one boast in men. For all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present and things to come. All are yours, and you are Christ, and Christ is God's. Again, it it comes back to what do we love? Are we going to love God and serve him, or is the world going to draw us away? And then uh, let me go back. Um, Revelation says, listen, the world is fleeting. It's all going to pass away. But those who do the will of the Father abides forever. It would seem that they would have said those that love God abides forever. Yet, while we do know that that's true, the comparison is falling away or abiding. The What is abiding is the man who does the will of God. 
The will of God is permanent. And that's the Father, Shelley. Yes. And Jesus, when he walked the earth, always did those things that pleased the Father. So if Jesus becomes our life, then we know, Shelley, that he can live his life in and through us, and we then become a witness of Jesus being the Son of God. Yes, Lord. And we become a witness that God exists, and our life becomes a demonstration of God's power and love and faithfulness and forgiveness and compassion because Jesus is living his life in and through us. Amen. Well, this being Friday, we want to identify ourselves with our Jewish kinsmen and recite the Shema. And if you know it, please say it with us. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. We pray that this week of broadcasting will enlighten people. Quicken us, Lord. of the evilness of the world. Lord, we are in it. We are in the world, but not of it. Help us, Lord, to be like you. We are not from this world. We are from God. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, Shelley and June Volk. Dot com. That's Shelley and June Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.